the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Let's get into today's news, stock market action, investment strategy tips. I'm going to cram a good hour in for the podcast broadcast for you today. Yesterday, the NASDAQ was up slightly. The S&P 500 was up a skosh. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down slightly. Not much. Not really worth reporting on. Ten-year Treasury sits at 3.5%. I think that's an operating uh, area where the market can work. Six Flags stock was up 18%. We talked about that yesterday. And what made the Six Flags story unique was the CEO said, we're not going for volume. We're going for higher ticket prices. We're going for better rides. We want people to come back. CEOs are critically important to the success or failure of your portfolio over the long term. Success or failure starts at top. Stocks kind of held steady yesterday. I, I, I can't say much more than that. Um, let's see. What else do we have? There was some pretty cool stuff in technology yesterday that we'll hit on. Before we do, let's hit the tour to headlines, the headlines, 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 the news as we see it. The recent, most recent Texas shooter who went into a mall, killed eight people. He was discharged from the Army in 2008 due to mental health issues after just three months and did not complete training. Pretty scary stuff. I don't like it, especially as a dad. The debt ceiling dance is on. President Biden is scheduled to meet with White House Speaker, or not White House Speaker, but the House of Representatives Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, and offer congressional leaders uh, an offer to negotiate raising the debt limit in hopes of averting economic catastrophe. Biden does not look like he's going to get, come on, just raise the, the, the debt ceiling, guys. Come on, pals. He's going to have to get something that he won in order to get the deal done. How big? I don't know. Tyson Foods had an unusually negative day yesterday. They reported a $97 million quarterly loss. That's a lot. They said that they're still facing higher prices for feed and livestock, and customers are pushing back on higher-priced chicken. Its average sale price dropped 10.3% for pork and 5.4% for beef last quarter, and people are downsizing, and they're, they're not saying where they're going to get their their protein. It is not necessarily beef, chicken, or pork that are implying. And I don't want to know what it is. Biden wants airlines to pay you for travel headaches. I don't know if this one's going to fly. Biden administration is planning to propose new rules that would require cash compensation for flyers when airlines are responsible for a cancellation or a lengthy delay. Refunds for canceled flights are federally required, but no major carrier offers extra cash for the inconvenience. Only JetBlue and Alaska Airlines currently guaranteeing compensation of any kind beyond a refund. I've had some pretty good luck with refunds and pretty good 
luck with compensation, but it has been an inconvenience. I would expect if this has to be pushed through, you're going to see airlines raise prices. Airlines would be required to cover meals, transportation, hotels during flight disruptions. Frontier did that voluntarily last summer. I Again, I'm all for more consumer rights, but just please know that that company or that industry will raise prices. Just throwing it down there for you. What else do we have? Oh, we're waiting for the CPI, I think, this week. That's something to throw down is like, why is the market suddenly like on pause a little bit? Goldman Sachs agreed to pay $215 million to settle a long-running class action lawsuit against the investment bank of underpaying women. That's a nice Mother's Day surprise for some, I would imagine. Um, Mark Zuckerberg took home two medals for um, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition. Uh, that worries me. I own some shares of Meta, and that worries me. What else do we have to hit today? Let's hit today's business expectations and the, the stories driving today, shall we? We're modestly waiting and not doing much. The regional banking ETF known as KRE down 1.1%. We get the A, the, so we're waiting for a bank. We're modestly waiting for a bank issue to crop back up. The April consumer price index is still 24 hours away. President Biden is having a sit down powwow with House Speaker McCarthy and other congressional leaders to talk about the debt ceiling. That's not happening until late today after the market closes at 1 p.m. So I don't see really why we're paying any attention to stocks today. And, you know, it's funny. In my head, I said the word powwow. I'm like, can I say that? For the record, I'm totally ready to be like, oh, whatever it happens, because you can't talk for two to three hours on radio and television and not and always get everything right. I just try to get the facts and data right, first and foremost. Some negative bias out of earnings for last night from PayPal, Western Digital, Skyworks. Um, some real positives out of Plantier, McKesson and Under Armour. China reported an 8.5% year-over-year increase in exports and a 7.9% year-over-year decline in imports. The weakening in April has raised some questions about the strength of China's reopening activity following the relaxation of its COVID restrictions. So they're not importing importing goods at a fast rate. They're exporting, so they're working. They're just not consuming. Is the again, this is a one month quick snapshot, and a lot of people in my industry don't really believe all the information that comes out of China. Ryanair, Ryanair, it is a European cheap discount airline. They put in a bid, an order for 300 new Boeing 737 Max 10 aircraft, 150 orders, and options for an additional 150. Wall Street likes that. Boeing has had a lot of problems with two downed airplanes really recovering from that and getting momentum behind their business again. 
So a couple quick things, 279 stocks are contributing positively, 225 are contributing negatively to the S&P 500, which is up 8.3% for the year. That's amazing. But when you break it down, again, let's talk about it. 279 stocks are contributing positively, 225 are contributing negatively. For those that are positive, the median, median contribution is about 86 basis points. So that's less than 1%. For negative, it's about 69 basis points. The median return for positive stocks is up 10%, while if you're down in an S&P 500 stock, it's on average down about 8.5%. The top five contributors to the S&P 500 are Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Meta, and Amazon. They've added 6.1% to the S&P 500. Again, the S&P 500 is up 8.3% this year. So if you've owned those individual stocks, you've been a winner, winner, chicken dinner with Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Meta, and Amazon. It's interesting to look at that, right? 30. Breath of the market's not where we want it to be at this point in time. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Got a big event coming up at the end of May in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, Thursday evening, May 25th with CFP Chad Burton. Sign up today at Rob Black Show. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Let's start with a couple fun ones. Miami Marlins have the cheapest hot dogs in the league, costing $3. San Francisco Giants are the most expensive at $7.75. Boo. I know you're saying, is he booing a hot dog? (laughs) Yes. Let's talk mortgages. The average mortgage payment for new applicants climbed 1.6% month over month. That's inflationary. Remember, tomorrow we get the CPI. That is going to be the big reading, economic reading of the week. Later today, we get President Joe Biden sitting down with leaders of Congress to discuss debt ceiling possibilities. Republicans appear to have dug themselves in that if Biden wants to spend a lot of money this year, then he's going to have to cut some money from previous years as far as promises go. April had 49% more homes available for sale on the market than a year ago. And yet April of 2019 listings are down roughly 50% uh, compared to actively. What that means is this is still a very wonky real estate market. That's getting choppy on the negative side right now. Earnings on deck tonight for Airbnb, Toleo, and Aramco. I really like Brian Chesky, the CEO of Airbnb. I own a position. I think it is got the potential to be a um, a staple. It, it's impressive to me what, what the CEO is doing. It's impressive to me how younger people are globbing onto it, the active users. And when I put my family in a home on a vacation to San Diego... On an Airbnb or VRBO, it is much more enjoyable than staying at a hotel. Especially when your children are big boys. So Airbnb's going to report tonight. Again, full disclosure, I own shares. One of the things I really like about Brian Chesky is he's a CEO. He's not focused on the big things. He's focused on small things. He whiteboarded, well, a couple things. He asked Twitter, hey, Twitter, um, what would you like to see Airbnb do better? What do we do wrong? Wow. He took the feedback and whiteboarded 40 things that they need to focus on on the small stuff. And one of the smaller things is surprise fees and cleaning up after yourself versus paying for someone to clean up after you. 
That's very boring. He's just not a very sensational CEO. And that's the type of CEO you want. Boring. Good at what they do. There's a record $5.3 trillion, $5.3 trillion in cash right now. That's just impressive. Money market fund deposits have ballooned, eclipsing the $500 billion of inflows seen after the Lehman Brothers collapse in 2008. And that could bode very, very well for stocks because at some point in time, interest rates are probably close to peak. We'll talk about that hopefully during the show today. And if they're at close to peak, then people will start getting disappointed as earnings, as uh, interest rates move sideways. And the incentive to see the rising interest rate in your savings account goes away. You might say, hey, I'm looking for more risk and go after stocks. That's the idea when there's $5.3 trillion in cash. People like me go, I wonder what they're going to spend it on. Because I do know one thing about Americans. We will spend. Let's keep moving through the content of the day. Um, Speaking about what we're going to spend money on, it's going to be an expensive summer for travel. The stocks that should do well are pretty obvious. Airlines. United Airlines stands out for its exposure to international travel. Hotels. Oh, and international travel is just, it's, it feels like it's two and a half times more expensive than domestic, right? When you put a plane over an ocean. Um, there's a company called Marriott International is a hotel play. They're already seeing the benefit of revenue surging 34% in the first quarter. Again, I'm not a big hotel guy. I'm an Airbnb guy. But I'm not going to knock the obvious for those of you who want to play along at home. Websites like Booking Holdings and Expedia. They talked about the evidence of summer demand soaring and being a record-breaking quarter. Bookings reportedly had revenue of $3.8 billion as gross booking surged 44% year over year. So throwing that down there for you. Apple issued bonds yesterday. Selling $5.25 billion in five-part uh, dollar. Let me say that slower. I'm excited today. I'm sorry. Apple sold $5.25 billion in a five-part dollar bond sale. They are so well-funded, and they get such a good rate that they're saying, we can beat the rate that we're uh, paying you and use that cash for many other things, whether it's payroll, buying back shares, um, building new buildings. Apple is the second mega cap tech issuer to sell bonds after reporting earnings. Facebook parent meta platforms raised $8.5 billion in second ever bond sale last week. I also own shares of Apple and meta. You're starting to see my portfolio clearly today, right? I don't want you to be like me. I do this for a living. I babysit this stuff. I've been doing it for 25 years. Um, and I'm comfortable with risk. You have to be to do what I do. Other big stories of note. Demand for vacation homes. Owning a vacation home down 50% from pre-pandemic levels. Interesting. Is that the person who's got all the money in cash right now? Earning 4.1 to 5%. Saying, I really don't want to buy a vacation home because I'm getting such a nice return in cash. 
Or is that the people just saying, I'm expecting to lose my job? There's a lot of sticker shock on mortgages as the cost of servicing a loan has gone up significantly in the last 15 months. Workers are returning to the office, so the vacation home isn't quite as attractive. You know the stories that I hate in financial media are the people who, uh, I lived in Vietnam for a year and I never told my boss. Um, I'm just not that into it. Uh, Airbnb is reporting a steep drop in bookings on vacation homes. Worthy of note. One person I do not like in financial media, and you can like him if you want to. We can agree to disagree, as the saying goes. Robert Kiyosaki. I find him disingenuous. I find his system of wealth um, faulty. One minute. I think he speaks to people who are disenfranchised by the capitalist system, who want to get rich quick without understanding what investing means. Um, I don't know. I Having read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and later learning that it was all a fabrication, that none of it really happened in his life. That's his claim to fame. He's calling for the biggest crash in world history. Oh, no, no. He said that in 2021. Was he right? Nope. 30. Said it in 2022. Was he right? Nope. 2023. So far, not so. Um, and he says invest in gasoline. <laughs> it's like a Mad Max movie. You can find me online on robblack.com or Rob Black Show. Big event coming up at the end of May. Um, and I'm going to do another Pints and Portfolio sometime later this summer. I had fun. We'll talk soon. I'm Rob Black. Don't want to work forever? Check out the Retirement Planning Guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. So if you use TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, there's now getting more and more videos of how driverless technology has massive fails. The funny ones in the last 24 hour include two police officers yelling at a driverless taxi to pull over once to stop and once to get out of traffic. Um, and the car doesn't know what to do. We are not quite ready for driverless cars in a broad way. Is it going to get there? Probably. Are we there yet? Not yet. Um, Google is trying to get rid of passwords. The search giant is up in its security game by introducing pass keys. This will decrease the likelihood of getting hacked. It also won't require you to remember a password. Um, worthy of note, that would probably make many of us a little bit happier working with the internet. But again, we're still not quite there. Cashmere baseball caps, big thing. Where did you see a cashmere baseball cap to make you want a cashmere baseball cap this year? On succession, Kindle. I bring that up in large part of the influence of television shows. Still has a lot of relevance in our lives. Let's talk about some of the other business stories that we have to hit today. And they are a plenty. So Google plans to make search more personal with AI chat and video clips. They have a big event coming up tomorrow where they're going to have more on their AI technologies. They want to make their search engine more visual, snackable, and personable. More human. A focus on serving young people globally. 
It plans to incorporate more human voices part of the shift, supporting content creators in the same way it has historically done with websites. It's got an IO developer conference. You should. Uh, okay, we get the CPI number tomorrow, right? And we get talks on the debt ceiling today. Both of those are very big, big picture things for Wall Street. But tomorrow, if you're looking for a potential news headline mover, it could be Alphabet. Google has made minimal tweaks to the look and feel of search, which powers an advertising business that made more than $162 billion in revenue last year. It's changing with the fast rise of AI chatbots and short video apps such as TikTok, both of which captured the attention of younger users. And the younger users become middle-aged users, and middle-aged users become older users. Google has to place emphasis on what the younger people are doing in our society. I pay attention to what younger people are doing because they spend the most. Okay, a little Rob Black life hack for you. Um, I've got two boys, and they eat a lot. And one of the things I recently did was I we have a thing in my family where I, I do most of the cooking. But most of my cooking, I, I use the internet to kind of find fun ideas. Adding panko. Okay, so you get panko, breadcrumbs. And you melt butter in a pan and you toast the breadcrumbs and butter. And then you add the breadcrumbs, the panko breadcrumbs into your scrambled eggs. And it's like eating a McMuffin. It's a buttery, greasy, wonderful. Oh, why did I tell you that? Okay. 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 So let's talk. I, I promised to talk about this earlier in the show. So let's wrap this up and get this promise delivered. Federal Reserve's latest move mean, may mean we're at a peak for savings accounts. This has been a glorious six months. Some people would go as far as 18 months to start putting money into a bank account, into a savings account. Fed has raised interest rates fast in the last 14, 15 months. Going from 25 basis points where your money wasn't making a lot to now have your money sits in a, uh, an account it's making five, five and a quarter, 4.5, 4.75. I have roughly $200,000 in a Flourish cash account. It's my emergency money. It would tie me over if I quote unquote lost my job until I can find another job. It pulled in over $1,000 in interest last month. So for doing nothing other than letting it sit there, cha-ching. So now with the Federal Reserve saying, okay, we just raised interest rates last week. What are we going to do next? We're probably going to wait and see. That's the expectation. Some people think there's going to be a cut. So my 4.5% that I'm getting might be cut to 4.25 next month or whenever the Fed starts to lower their interest rates. I'm not saying get out. But there is a teeter-totter what happens with interest rates rising, stocks tend to underperform. With interest rates falling, stocks tend to outperform. I know you're saying, you're the best, Rob. Nah, shucks. What do you think about self-tip checkout? We are being asked now at grocery stores to tip. And I'm like, Really? Oh, we tipped at restaurants. And again, I, I'm, I'm generous because I'm slightly a celebrity. People knew me. I'm kind of a big deal. 
I have many fine leather-bound books that smell of rich mahogany. But a self-checkout kiosk is a little bit beyond my, like, really? And again, I get that the workers in America um, struggle. I totally get it. Um, But when you don't know who you're clearly tipping, it feels weird. For example, there's a self-service beer fridge at San Diego's Petco Park. And when you self-serve yourself, you have to pay at a kiosk. And it says, do you want to put a tip? And you're like, I don't know who I'm tipping. You can put a 10% to 20% tip on top of a $6 bottle of water at Newark Liberty Airport. And again, it's a self-serve walk-in, grab it, pay it as you go out. There's there's a lot of like, this isn't a great story. I know that, but there's a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback right now on the idea of where everyone's asking, everyone's asking for tips. And sometimes we don't even know who they are. It's not the traditional way. What would solve it? Paying a higher wage. Sure. Then food cost or uh, cost of goods are going to go higher. Stocks are flat today to slightly lower as investors await inflation data, the debt ceiling progress. Um, I personally believe that it'll get done last second, close to midnight. But we got to stop playing games like this. Republicans and Democrats would be nice if they can get along on some common interests. Borrowing costs, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, if you're a Republican, you want to borrow for your agenda or you're a Democrat, you want to borrow for your agenda. Pay your dang bills on time. If you're a listener to this show, pay your bills. Because if your credit goes down, you're going to be paying more for your bills. And I talk about this all the time in college. I want parents to support their children with a secured credit card. Or you can even start in high school if you want. Where if they mess up and don't pay, and again, I auto link all my credit cards to my bank account. And I auto set up so that the uh, payment comes out every month. And all I got to do is check to make sure that it happened. I get reminders that it's going to happen. I see that it happened and my credit is sparkling because I've automated everything. But when you're in college and you're thinking about, you know, a big test coming up or a hot, sexy date, you're not thinking, oh, boy, I, I got to go find a stamp somewhere in an envelope and mail this che- uh, check in to pay for my credit card. I just ought to do it. And a secured credit card will pay your kids bills. If out of money out of my emergency account, if or money that I fund with that bank, if you set it up and they don't pay, I'd rather do that to my kids and then yell at them. Like, what did you pay? that have their credit score go lower because then when they go buy their first car, they go buy the first house when they go to get their job and someone looks at their credit and sees that they're less than desirable. They're going to pay more for cost of goods and, or they're not going to get a job or an apartment. Who would you rather hire if you're an employer, someone who pays their credit cards on time or someone who doesn't. And again, I know you can't really be all that biased. Can you? Yeah, you can. I think it happens all the time. A little weird, a little weird to see uh, Pat Sajak still on Wheel of Fortune. Talking about a career. And the opposite would be like professional football players who average less than three years. 
Just throwing that down there for you. You know what? I haven't looked at the market in a while. Let's take a look at the market together. Ooh. Uh, you and me, we're going nowhere slowly, and we should be going nowhere fast. Um, market sideways. The Dow is down less. It's, it's almost break even. Whereas the SP 500 is down one third of 1%. The NASDAQ's down four tenths of a percent. But keep in mind, the NASDAQ's up 18% for the year. The SP 500 up 8% for the year. If the year were halfway over, we'd call that massive big winners. One. If you're comparing it to just last year, you'd say, yeah, we still got a ways to go. But we're not comparing. Uh, we're taking a look one or two steps back to what have things done in the last five years and 10 years. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about Novavax. They are one of those COVID vaccine companies. They're having a good day up 43%. They announced big job cuts, but they also announced that they've combined a flu vaccine with a COVID vaccine. And people are tolerating it well in trials. That would be nice. I'm a big believer. Call me a nut. And um, flu shots just... They don't hurt me. They haven't hurt me so far. <laughs> Find me online at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Let's take a look at King James. I could have taken a look at King Charles, but... Ugh. I was watching the Warriors game last night and my heart broke. You could just see they're running out of gas and one player cannot carry a whole team. In basketball. Sad because I kind of like local sports teams to do well. It makes the office a little bit easier to go into. It makes the hanging out with other dads a little easier to find something to chat about. But what can we learn from King LeBron James? Well, this weekend is Mother's Day. Don't mess it up, men. That is a PSA. I know you're saying you should get a bumper sticker that don't mess it up, men could be on your your car and maybe i will because in my belief maybe men created the world but women refined it so let's take a look at lebron james he does have an interesting mother story he was a 16 or his mother was 16 years old and single when she gave birth to him he was raised by a patchwork of family members he is not single-handedly beat the warriors but man he is just I don't want to say he's aging like fine wine. He's still got it. There's some power moves where you're like, dang. I know you're saying that's Rob is pretending to be a basketball fan. Yes, yes, yes. He made history by becoming the first active NBA player to join the billionaire club. On the court, he's earned $431 million in salary from the Cleveland Cavaliers, Miami Heat, and the Los Angeles Lakers. No one liked the way he handled uh, leaving Cleveland. He wasn't winning championships, and he kind of was like, the king needs to win championships. And that just didn't seem like the right thing, and now it's it's commonplace in the NBA and other sports as well. He has taken equity stakes and brands that he works with, such as Beats by Dre, Blaze Pizza. He's a spokesperson for Blaze Pizza, which has 340 locations in the United States. His equity stake is now valued at roughly $40 million. He's a part owner of Fenway Sports Group, 
They own the Red Sox, Boston Red Sox, Liverpool Football Club, and other sports teams. Red Sox won the World Series in 2018. Liverpool captured the Premier League title in 2020. So it's fair to say that his value is even higher after the years of owning the, uh, that entertainment group. He started Spring He was co-founder, so he did, yes, start Spring Hill Entertainment, which has created shows like Survivor's Remorse and The Wall, a game show on TV, which you're going to see more game shows. And Steph Curry's got a game show, too, right? He's got that wacky golf one. So one thing that I don't want to give LeBron James too much love or too much hate, but Space Jam seems like a misstep. His media empire extends beyond Spring Hill. He's the founder of Unerupted. That is a media platform that gives athletes a voice and allows them to share their stories in their own words. The recent launch of his own production company, Spring Hill Company. He is set to continue making waves in the entertainment industry. I bring this up in large part. Is he just a basketball player? No. Are you just a stay-at-home mother? Are you just a software engineer? Are you a stay-at-home dad? What are you? How do you define yourself? He's saying there's multiple ways to skin the cat. You can earn more and you can invest more. Despite becoming a billionaire, James has lived like one for years. He's an impressive real estate portfolio of over $100 million. His Beverly Hills mansion was once owned by Hugh Hefner and Catherine Hepburn. That's an odd combination. <laughs> if you don't know who Catherine Hepburn is, go to YouTube. You'll learn. Uh, an amazing actress in her time. And if you don't know who Hugh Hefner is, you don't get social commentary or social uh, status worth a, a dang. He also has properties in Ohio and Miami, both of which he's owned for over a decade. He shows no signs of selling. The properties are for his personal use and uh, they're not rented out. Their values have skyrocketed over the years. So he's going to be known as the richest athlete in history. Um, if not one of the richest athletes in history, depending on where it all falls with how the money is spent from some of the soccer gods like Ronaldo and Messi. Again, I'm, I'm bringing him up, not because I love him. I'm not that much of a sports enthusiast. I'm bringing him up, not because I'm running out of content today. I, I just, it's admirable and it's timely. Wall Street, your 2023 bonus is already on some shaky ground. <laughs> oh, no. In mixed bag, some areas are trending towards a double-digit percentage increase over 2022, while others are heading the opposite direction. So a year of subpar bonuses. And it, it makes you bring in the question in the Finnish banking world. Um, is the talent looking elsewhere? Mm-hmm. The SEC gave out one of its largest awards to a whistleblower, nearly $279 million here this month. I can't even imagine that. A whistleblower? Okay. Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, this is going to be your last time that you hear me talk about this. They are worth going to YouTube and taking a look at some of what they said over the weekend. Whether it's how they think Silicon Valley Bank um, executives should be punished. 
or how strong the system of banking is in the United States. They talked about commercial real estate woes. There's something like 15 million plus um, square footage of space available in San Francisco. Commercial real estate that's sitting empty. The number in New York City's quadruple that. It's scary. The hollowing out of downtowns in the United States and elsewhere is going to be quite significant, and it's going to be a problem. They talked about the economy cooling. Buffett described the pandemic era of rock-bottom interest rates and freewheeling government spending as the most extraordinary period for business since World War II. He warned that boom is over, and it's poised to suffer a downturn. So even he is saying downturn. He's not saying word recession. Talking about AI higher interest rates Apple being a great business Google Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger you'd never have you'll learn a lesson or two I'm Rob Black what's the best way to choose a financial advisor download our guide at robblack.com that's robblack.com powered by EP Wealth three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.